My name's Joanne Averson, and you are so welcome to Series 3 of my podcast. Enjoy. Are you a body worker or a movement teacher, wishing you could somehow just devour more books and understand more anatomy and more techniques and more philosophy and you're intrigued about what makes your clients tick and what makes them different and what makes them the same as something else and how do you identify all that and on and on and on. How can you ever learn enough to be good enough at what you do? And the truth is we come to a point where you've got to use what you already have and go deep on knowing who you are. And you include archetypal patterns that are both somatic, i.e. the body, and soul, i.e. the being. And in the MAP course, Mapping Your Archetype Profile, what we look at is the metaphysical, the the soul-based animation that you came in this lifetime with a suite of archetypal patterns. And actually, in your soul, you know that. When you have a child, any of you that have had babies, or when you meet someone, you you know instantly certain characteristics about them. I mean, I remember when my son was born, and I had this idea beforehand that would take about, I don't know, three years before he developed his personality. Oh my God, how wrong could I be? I mean, it was comical. He just had his way of doing things. He was a child that would never sit still. He was always exploring. He always had to squeeze behind a small space. He was the kind of kid that you'd lose easily because he wiggled underneath something and you can't imagine where he was exploring. But there was also this mischievous streak that loved the idea that he was hiding from you and you couldn't find him. And so it was like, all that personality, all those personae that we animate, that we bring them in with us. And as we get older and we begin to develop these conditions and these ways of thinking and feeling and um, what's appropriate, what's not in any given time, we begin to close down on our original style. And I was talking earlier today, actually, with a very dear friend of mine who is half Italian. And she was really in a place where the world was difficult, you know, and people were like criticizing her. And she felt very self-judgmental about the fact that she feels so strongly and she feels so passionately about things. And she just has to learn to modify them and calm down and be steady and, and, and. And she went on holiday to Italy and came across family that she hadn't seen for years and just sat and marvelled at this cultural way of expressing themselves. And it wasn't about emotional drama. It wasn't about causing an upset and who could shout the loudest. And it wasn't English either. It was really about a cultural way, an Italian vigour and fire and archetypal manner of self-expression. And 
she said, I just came back thinking, I'm not going mad. This is me. I am half Italian. I do feel passionate about things. I do have a way of saying them. It's just that the culture that I'm in, they don't always land how I mean them to. Now, what do you do with that? Do you go around behaving like an Italian in England or an English person in Italy? No, what happens when you recognise your own archetypes is actually the first, I want to say layer, but it's not really a layer. It's like a veil. The first veil is realising how much self-criticism you go through beating yourself up for being what you essentially think is wrong. There's such a lot of self-judgment in I shouldn't behave that way. If only I could be calmer. If only I would do this, then this would happen. And we live in that kind of mind game of if I would, should, could, then I would, should, could. And it's a real trap. It's a place where we get stuck in time with a judgment that kind of nails your foot to the floor with that opinion with that self-criticism. And what happens when we recognise our archetypal patterns is we take the nail out. We dissolve the block in time in our energy field from the day we were first told you mustn't wave your hands around or you, you shouldn't speak like that or you shouldn't be so emotional. And whatever we make that mean, we hold in our energy field like a like a post-it note stuck to the wall, you know, of our of our aura almost. And we our energy flow gets blocked by that and we come up against it and it's there. And the first thing that happens when you recognize your own archetypal field is those dissolve. And so my friend was saying, I feel so different about myself. It's okay that I feel so strongly. It's in my blood. I'm half Italian, for goodness sake. And that's said with love. And it's said with compassion about her for herself. And she said, what happened was that I no longer need to throw my weight around. I notice that I'm feeling all fired up. And I can hear a little voice in my head going, oh, here comes my Italian, half Italianness." And she can almost give herself the time, because she's not stuck in time, to observe the expression. You just have that nanosecond of breathing space, of loving yourself enough to go, oh, here I go. Uh, Maybe not here. You know what, guys, I'm going out for a walk. I won't be a minute. Don't take it personally. I'm out of here. And you can just take a break and take a breathing space, take a pause. And so what I hope you get from that is the idea that our self-regulation is empowered by knowing who our self is. I mean, how many times do you watch someone giving advice on social media that in your social media, in your presentations, when you write a blog, just be yourself? Well, who is that? What, what training did you get on being yourself? For most of us, 
we didn't come in with a manual. I tell you that as a parent, there's no manual. There's no manual about parenting. There's no manual about being who you are. There's all this stuff. And we're supposed to know, you know, suddenly we're supposed to know what to do. I remember in, I think, the first year of me becoming a single parent, I stood there looking at my son thinking, oh my goodness, now what? What do I do? And there was this moment where that mischievous, crooked grin that always was on his face when he was hiding, he just stood in front of me and looked me in the eye and I looked him back. And this spirit came in. I mean, this little twinkly, laughtery thing caught the corner of his mouth, caught the corner of mine. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And I just looked at him and I said, I don't know what to do with you. And he burst out laughing and I burst out laughing and I just said, oh, God, help me. You can't do what you just did. And he just grinned and I said, no, you're not getting away with it. And he looked back at me and we looked at each other and, you know, I I just thought, I said, why didn't, why didn't you come with a manual? And then I just said, and I don't think I came with a manual either and something in me forgave myself for not knowing and I forgave my mother for not knowing what to do with me. I was a nightmare as a teenager. Oh my goodness gracious, was I a nightmare. I remember my dad standing there saying, will you just stop being so angry? And I said, no. Why doesn't my mother understand me? And he looked at me, I remember exactly where we were, exactly the every moment. And he said to me, you must understand. You must understand. And I said, why? I'm the youngest. She's 22 years older than me. And he said, you must because you can. And I didn't get that. And I resented it for years. And now... I look, you know, when I looked at my son and just said, I don't understand what to do with you. I just don't know. I realised my mother didn't either know what to do with me. And we don't have a culture where we honour not knowing. And it's really an essential stepping stone into a more spiritual self-awareness and self-regulation. Because if we can't forgive ourselves for not knowing, how can we forgive anyone else for not knowing? And none of us know. We never know what's going to happen next. We think we know. We think we should know. We don't. And one of the most profound spiritual awakenings for me was the recognition that I can pray every day for the highest good of all concerned, but I don't know what it is. I can't know. It's not my job to know. My job is to pray for the highest good of all concerned. Job done. And then it's like, well, now what? I don't know. And there is a peace, a deep peace. P-E-A-C-E, peace moment of peace in forgiving myself for not knowing. 
And my friend said to me this morning, I forgive myself for forgetting. I'm half Italian. That's who I am. Can you hear the scope of the shift, of the inner quiet that that brings? And that's what happens when you unconceal your own archetypal patterns. Because we do it in such a gracious and gorgeous way together that you uncover those aspects of you that you are anyway, but in a way that you can see them, that they honour you, they're your cheerleaders. And it's transformative. And it's that simple. And it's that complex. And I don't know how it would pan out for you. But what I do know is that if you want to know more about what be yourself means, then work on yourself to find out in a way that gives you the grace that's available to you right now with love and with light. Stay close, stay safe in grace and gratitude.